This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we call it a celebratory Tuesday as the Devils are moving on. And to break it all down, I give you the NHL guru himself. Eddie Scazzeri. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? Uh, I can't break that down for you, but nah, I do have a, here. But I do have another article that uh, I haven't read, but I'm basing this would be an interesting article based on the headline alone, and I'm hoping the headline doesn't lead me in a misdirection. All right, let's see if I'm interested. All right, the headline is, woman has, quote, loud and full body orgasm during L.A. Philharmonic concert. We've seen these stories before. We have. We have. I don't recall. Not about the Philharmonic, but specific, not specific, um, unique women that can have an orgasm or have orgasms or have multiple orgasms a day, sometimes on the bus going to work, at work. We've covered stories like this before. Yes. Now, I want to give credit where credit is due. This uh, story was in a lot of places, but I'm reading from uh, the New York Post. A woman, I believe a woman, or Yaren. Would you say Yaren is a woman's name or a a male's name? I'm not sure. I would think that's a female. But Yaren Steinberg or Steinbuck. Okay. Yaren Steinbuck wrote this. All right. So those are whose words I'll be using here. Okay. So you're very, this is on your read list. This is on my read list. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the ground really moved for one woman during the second movement of the L- L.A. Philharmonic's performance of Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony hmm. when she experienced a loud and full-body orgasm. Several concertgoers described the woman's uh, climactic moment from the balcony at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Everyone turned to see what was happening, Molly Grant said. She was sitting nearby. I saw the girl after it happened, and I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her, like in an effort to not shame her. There's audio of this. It was quite beautiful, one person said. Oh, was that right, Jerry? An audio clip purporting to capture the woman's moment of ecstasy has gone viral. Do you have it to play out over your phone, Jerry? I do. Interesting. Let's see. The band politely carried on, according to this article. Did you hear that? No. Oh. Put it. Wow. <laughs> Man, I'm sometimes moved by music, but this is something else, Jerry. <laughs> wow. Some on social media, Jerry, expressed their doubts. With one who was present, present, suggesting that the woman had a medical emergency. Oh, no. No, no, no. Hmm. That's not good. No. But how can everybody else come up with the conclusion that she had an everybody's orgasm? everybody's perverted. Yeah. Well, I think she had the orgasm. She might have. We don't know. We got to hear from her. Not uh, that, But you know how embarrassing that's got to be for her? Yeah. You know, I, I, is there a photograph of her in the article? Uh, there is not. All right, good. A uh, classical penist. Uh, Sharon Sue added in a tweet that she checked with someone who works at the L.A. Philharmonica and they confirmed that the incident was real and that the orchestra did not stop playing. Why do you think we call it pianist and not a pianist? 
I don't know. It sounds like penis. It does. I know. You should say pianist. Yes. It's a piano. It's not a right. pino. <laughs> right. I don't play the pino, Jerry. <laughs> At least not Monday through Friday. No, I do not. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I best. I guess that's possible that that uh, that happens. Like I said, we've we've covered stories like yeah. this before with uncontrollable orgasms. Yes. And you feel for the pizza. Ha, 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 ha. It's not funny, though. Like it's, And I don't, in this case, I don't know if this has happened to her before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the music really turned her on. I don't know if she had a vibrator in her pants. I have no idea what was going on. Maybe she went because she knew the orchestra would give her an orgasm. It's possible. Like, I, I welled up and almost cried doing Bruce Springsteen, but I didn't get a boner. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? I don't, actually, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not sure if yeah. I know of anyone that's gotten a boner watching music. This, well, this I mean, woman. porn music, but not like a live concert right. with thousands of people there. I wonder if an or- a woman has ever orgasmed at a rock concert. I'm sure they have. Just from the music, I'm, I'm sure not saying. Have. I mean, if, from... that's, if that happened and that's real, then yeah. It, there's, yeah, I mean, that shows proof that things like this do happen. Oh, it's real, Jerry. Yeah. Hmm. Think she goes to sleep listening to that music? Yes. Like, why wouldn't you? I would. I'd have it on the car all the time. She's going, fact, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We Sorry. don't need sound effects. <laughs> Good God. Yep. You're 53. <laughs> true or false, Jerry? This is a true or for, false for you. True or false? Earlier today, I emailed Bruce Springsteen's security. Clearly, this is true. True or false, Jerry? Earlier today, I emailed Bruce Springsteen's security person who I met at the concert. Okay. T- to ask him what brand jeans Bruce Springsteen was. Oh, you I mean what's wrong with true you? True or false? Yeah, I'm just asking it's if it's clearly a... true. That is true. Of course it's true. You wouldn't just make that one up. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you re- when you lock in on something, <laughs> it's actually embarrassing. Yep. Oh my god. That was an email that was sent and was responded to. Was that between the hours of 6 and 10? Uh, I actually sent it during a commercial break of the warm-up show. Oh, okay. So I didn't want to forget. All right. Well, God forbid I forgot to do that, Jerry. post-it note with you? Uh, I did. Man. The guy told funny. me. Uh, he gave you an answer. Well, he said, shockingly, Jerry, not sure, but I'll see if I could ask someone. He's going to sniff around. <laughs> and then I wrote back. I said, they look so comfortable for the summer. He, I would love to know his reaction when yeah. he read that. Like, is this guy serious? I think he knows he's aware of the show, so I oh think he knows Lord. I am serious. Yeah, I guess. And I don't think was surprised by my request. Okay. I actually hope he answers me. You going to next send him a, an email about seed oils? <laughs> uh, this is a personal question. What type of underpants does Mr. Springsteen All wear? All right. I'm just curious. Yep. So that happened today, Jerry. Mac Weldon. He wears Mac Weldon's. <laughs> And he does his shopping a touch of modern. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely, Jerry. Great products that you order today and get next year. <laughs> yep, you'll get them next year. <laughs> they are great products, though. True or false, Jerry? Oh, God. Now what did you do? Yesterday, I looked for an email for 1010 Wins because I wanted to contact them um, anonymously about a story they, they read. Clearly true. <laughs> also true. What story? Well, I just didn't like. Why'd you just call? Why'd you just t- email well, Ben? I didn't want to. I don't. It could be seen as political, and I didn't want to be confrontational. Okay. I was. I, I popped on Tenton Winds on my ride home. This had to be around eleven thirty-five. Okay. There was a gentleman doing the news. I didn't know mm-hmm. who. I don't know who he is, but he uh, he was doing the news. This wasn't like an editorial piece, mm-hmm. and he did some sort of story about. Uh, it was an LGBTQ type story. Okay. And he referenced the don't say gay bill, which is not a thing. It was a bill in Florida that they wanted to pass that would did not want uh, public school teachers teaching children from kindergarten to third grade about sexual orientation. That's all it was. But it was called by critics the don't say gay bill, even though that's not what it was. But he referenced it as if that was the actual bill. And I didn't think that was right. So I don't know why you wouldn't put your name to that. Uh, I don't know, Confrontational Jerry. in what way? Like you're trying to make them be factual. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Ben would. I'm Ben's great. Yeah. I would think if you brought that to his attention, he'd look into it. 
Yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. I Well, I went to the website. And shockingly, it was confusing really to find Really, all you have out. to do from your email address is just put his name in. But I wanted... Right up. I wanted to send it... I know, it you wanted to hide. From my fake email account. No, no, I wanted you to send it from your work one. You should. Like, you got a lot of clout around here. Yeah, I didn't want to be... It's The problem is everything's political. And, like, that looks political because, like... The the people on the left call it the don't say gay bill, and the people on the right say, well, it doesn't say that. But if that's not what it is. Yeah, it's not what it is. Isn't that right down the middle? <laughs> no, because you not if you say that's not what it is, that's the considered uh, the right-wing conservative side, even though— If I Google that, yeah, does that come, come up as a bill? It comes up—no, it comes up—the headlines go— the so-called "don't say gay" bill, right, because so that's, that's not, what, not it is. what it is. Correct. This, uh, to me, that's actually not political. Okay, that's actually staying impartial. Yeah, I feel like now it's a day later. It's like now the story's it's over done. Now. Story's over. It's over. But if you keep listening to Ten Ten Wins, I'm sure it'll come up again because yeah. they cover everything. They do cover everything. I wouldn't it, be surprised. But you, I don't like that you didn't want to put your name to yeah, that one. Put your name on it. That's like, I'm not going to mention names. Yeah. But that's like back in the day when someone comes to you and tells you to do something and they tell you, but don't tell anyone I told you to do that. Mm. It's like, so clearly you're ashamed of what you're telling me right. to do or what you're telling me to accept. You don't want anyone to know. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. It's all it's right. It's like what Herm Edwards said. Put your name on it. Put your name on it. Be a man uh, or right. a woman. Put your name on it. Yeah. Have resolve. Have resolve. Here's what I do like about 1010 wins. You know, like radio. They give you, you give them 22 minutes, they give you the world. The whole world. <laughs> radio has decided, for whatever reason, that we all go to commercial breaks at at 50 pet. You cannot turn on a radio. I know. They're all very similar. At between 45 after the hour to 50 without yeah. running into commercials. Mm -hmm. But 1010. Unless you listen to Carton and Roberts, they don't take breaks. They don't do breaks at all. <laughs> okay. They just plow right through they them. They do plow through them. But 1010 Wins is one of these stations that they'll do, like, a story, a minute of commercial mm -hmm. back. I like the way it's formatted. Yeah. It moves. It moves very quickly. And they don't they don't take a, they don't take a, a break, per se. It's like a minute. Yep. Weather, traffic, a minute. Here's the top headlines, a minute. There's sports. Well, not sports anymore, but yes, I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, just, like, I can always count on 1010 Wins mm -hmm. to not be in commercial for too at long. That at, at that specific time, right. for whatever reason. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I kept fi keep finding myself getting into the car at 45 or 50. And, and all you like, hear is oh. commercials. I know, I totally understand. Yeah. That's why my idea for a show was the right one. Mm -hmm. All commercials read live, except for four per hour. That's it. That's it. Don't, make the, don't give the audience a chance to go anywhere. They like you. They're going to stick around. But in some ways, it's good because if all of the stations are in commercial you'll wind up back where you were if i were like a rebel station i would not be in break at right. that time right because even like when i'm down the jersey shore even the local jersey shore stations follow the same because that's that old sweep the quarter hour mentality yeah you gotta trust me i i'm aware if you get those program directors that do it by the book right and they have the hard clock it's uh yes i i understand Jerry, are you aware that there is currently right now a Hollywood writers strike? Uh, I wasn't until I saw the tweet that you posted right after it. Oh, what will we ever do? Yes. <laughs> that the uh, the four late night shows that I didn't even know were still on um, are going to be off for a little while while this writers strike ends. Yes. How about a, this? How about they write their own stuff? <laughs> there's a writers strike in Hollywood, and the late night talk shows are off now. Like for Jerry. real? Like you're Jimmy Fallon. You're making forty million dollars a year. Write your own show. Well, first of all, you write a monologue. Then you're just talking to guests. I, Bring more guests on. I, <laughs> you, you, I don't get it. You're preaching to the choir. There was a time in the, I believe it was, it was during the late night Letterman on NBC days where there was also a writer strike. Mm -hmm. And Letterman went out. All the shows went out for a long time. Carson, I think, was still Carson. And then at some point it was going on and on. They just came back. And just did the show. He did his. He wrote his own stuff and did other fun things yeah. to kill time. He actually, I remember, he used to do a thing called uh, Hal Gurney was their uh, director. Mm -hmm. He did the Hal Gurney Network Time Killer, 
And every day he would say, how, uh, what are you wearing today? And the guy wore the same thing every day. <laughs> blue shirt, white shirt, or blue, was it blue shirt? Tan jean, tan jean, tan jeans, and some type of loafers. Mm-hmm. It was the same every day. And it was the same bit. And he'd ask every day, oh, what do you got on today? Go, oh, today I'm wearing it. <laughs> it was the same outfit every day. Yeah, it's really, and I guess it's a Hollywood thing, but some of these, some people, some performers are so coddled. It, to me, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's very equivalent, honestly, to me, to the $50 million a year athlete that needs rest days. Yes. Go earn your money. If you're making them, like, for real, how much do you think Jimmy Fallon makes doing that show? I don't even know. I, I'm I'm saying $40 million that, a year. That, I really so don't funny. know. funny. That was the figure in my head. I don't know why. How much? 20? I had 40 as you did. Let's see. Jimmy Fallon's salary. insane. In, I, you're not kidding. Uh, not nearly as much as we thought. Oh, okay. Uh, this Is says... he rubbing two nickels together, Jerry? Jimmy Kimmel makes, wow, holy crap. Jimmy Kimmel's current contract is worth $85 million, $24 million per year. Uh, give me a break. You're going to tell me you can't go write something? Right. I mean, come earn your money. Or just have one at book, one extra guest. It says Fallon makes in 2020, let's see, he got locked up in 2021 through 2026 at $16 million a year. So a he bargain, got himself, Jerry. Right, they he got, got himself got a, an eighty million dollar deal too. Man, it's, it's, man, oh man! Uh, but the writers are on strike. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Ah, uh, we can't do this. Well, th- then you'll also hear them say, "It's not that we can't write our own stuff. We're in solidarity with the writers by not performing." I think that's the angle they're going with. Even okay. though the reality is they can't write their own stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many writers do they have? You got networks firing people all over the place. I bet you these. I bet you there's a, an army of writers for this crap, and they're all making good money. I used to think that, think about that all the time when I worked for Ron and Fez, because Ron and Fez was like a very creative mm-hmm. um, show. Mm-hmm. It came up with different. Not only it wasn't just different topics; it was weird angles of things. Right. And, and you know where you know. Uh, WFN, it's a lot of we have a sports as the back yeah. backbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that NAW had no nothing as their backbone, so you had a hundred percent creativity. And I used to think all the time when we were trying to, we were doing four hours a night. I was like, these jerks at Saturday Night Live got all these writers, and they're doing ninety minutes, and it's really not great. Not most even of good. The time. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. So. Get it together, late night shows. Go do your stupid Donald Trump jokes and political jokes. I hate, they're all political jokes now. So, 100%. so stupid. I, I actually think that's been like that for a long time yeah. now. I just think it's a little more now because we're so polarized now in this country. I actually think what happened, I, I believe this is documented, that uh, when Jimmy Fallon was soundly beating uh, the CBS guy, what's mm-hmm. his name? Uh, Not Letterman? No, it was the guy who took over after Letterman. I can't, whatever. I can't. I have Why no can idea. I not think of his name? Who took over for Letterman? I don't know. The guy who used to do the the fake political show on Comedy Central. Stephen Steve Colbert. Colbert. So Jimmy Fallon was doing no politics, and that, that was his own policy. He wasn't doing any political jokes. He was just doing jokes, the, the pop culture jokes, all this stuff. And then during the Donald Trump administration, Stephen Colbert just was hammering Trump every night and overtook him in the ratings. And then Jimmy Fallon was like, I got to do some Trump material to try to even it up. And that's when it. And he took off again. Blew up. Yeah. How about that? But I remember like Carson used to do jokes about Reagan and things, but it wasn't. It wasn't as bad and it it wasn't wasn't as as much, but they did it. They did. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did it. It's just, it's different now. It's, you know, it's whatever the easy target is. Yeah. So Hmm. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. True or false, Jerry. Oh God. Now what did you do? I signed up for the Pam Anderson newsletter. That's How much does that cost? No, no, it's free. You just have to give her your email. I was Why? so I was so caught up in the Pam Anderson documentary on Netflix. Yes, and I, I was like, too for a while. I felt like she had a great perspective on life. Yes. So when I saw that she had a 
newsletter she would send out to people. I, I think I started following her on Instagram at the time, and she said, I was like, I'll sign up for this newsletter. And you wonder why you get feeds on Instagram of girls in bikinis all the time. <laughs> so what is, uh, have you started receiving it? I just got my first one yesterday. <clears throat> and it, it made me think she's kind of living the life I'm living. Other, she, other, she doesn't have a dog. And she's in Canada. And she's in Canada. This is how it, this is the title of her letter. The gift of boredom. Yeah. To be bored is a good thing, a gift. It challenges us to sit still and wonder. Mm -hmm. The mysterious is romantic. To not know what's next, test the ego. Just, but before we continue mm -hmm. comparing ourselves to Pam Anderson, yes. Just to be clear, she's been married six times, she married a rock star has been in Playboy several times, mm -hmm. has been worth millions upon millions of dollars, mm -hmm. has had private jets, has been on countless trips to the Caribbean and overseas, and is a global superstar. Yeah, because of that Baywatch. And now you compare yourself to her. Correct. <laughs> uh-huh. Continue, about, please. How about this line, Jerry? I run my fingers over a few keys on the old upright piano. It has energy. Yeah, that must sound great. That's what I do. Let it breathe, sing, speak, even if one note. It sets the tone. So what I do with my piano, Jerry. I'm bored, too. Well, why don't you? She's looking for a new man every 10 <laughs> minutes. Why don't you reach out? Oh, I'm taking Jerry. She might marry, she might marry you online. <laughs> she does get married quickly. She does get married quickly. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm just saying, like, this is just one of the one of the uh, things in the newsletter. One other thing that she does that I that I do as well, the disco nap, as she calls it, or she said Salvador Dali and Thomas Edison used sitting upright in a chair, dozing off, holding a ball in hand, and when it drops, they wake up. Sometimes with the answer to a question or an epiphany. There was so much to learn about the brain, dreams, and the space between awake and the dream world. There you go. So I do after Do you lunch. hold your testicles thinking nuts, 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 seed oil, seed oil, seed oil? I do not hold my <laughs> testicles, Jerry, but I may try this trick. Doze off, drop the ball. There you go. Have a thought about life. So if you want to sign up for this I Pam don't. Anderson thing, Jerry, you could just go right on her website, I guess. Yeah, I'm good. I listen. I'm. I was into that documentary. I feel genuinely sad for her. Mm -hmm. um, I hope she has a good rest of her life. Yeah, I would consider myself a fan, but I think I'm going to pass on the newsletter. All right, let me just leave you with this part. Yeah, okay. There are always distractions, but in those moments that are queasily quiet, it is where we can listen to our own heartbeat, imperative to growth and to sanity. Tomorrow is a new day. Be kind with oneself. We can always do better without judgment. Agreed. To be happy or sad is normal and fleeting. Agreed. Uh, it's also chemically, chemical imbalances in your body. Yeah. That can cause sadness and depression, overexcitement. I also think, too, while I like the idea of spending, and I drive home, a, um, drive home in silence a lot, as you know. Yes. Because I do like the idea of just decompressing and can also overthink. Oh, yeah. And overthinking is a dangerous thing sometimes, and it's unnecessary. So just be careful of that. I remember Artie Lang on the Howard Stern Show, um, this brought this up a number of times during his rough times. Mm -hmm. He had many of them over the years. Yeah. He, he said, a man alone with his thoughts sometimes is not good. Sometimes dangerous. Sometimes dangerous. It very much can be. And you can really overthink a situation to a fault. Yes, you know, and you know, I, I do believe in a gut feeling for certain things, but certain things you can also create a feeling that's not really there. Right. By overthinking. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you see things that aren't there because your mind can, can create scenarios and images that don't exist and it's dangerous. Yeah. That's why you keep moving. Keep Gotta moving. Keep moving, Jerry. Until... Your heart start, stops beating. Till we're moving no more. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know how often I'm going to get a newsletter from Pam Anderson. I'm going to say once know. a week. Once a week? Yeah, because I get the sense that, and I'm like, not making fun of that at all. I'm just not interested. 
I get the sense that she's got a lot of time to think and mm-hmm. write. Yeah. So my guess would, if she's still living in that house in Canada that she was in the documentary, it seems very peaceful, quiet, and she can be alone in her thoughts and all that. I would think that you will get one once a week. I hope so. You can pour her heart out into you. Yeah. That was lovely. I yeah. wish there were a way for me to write her back, Jerry. You can write her back, I'm sure, on the website. She's I mean, not going to see you, that. And don't be a, and don't hide behind a fake email account. Okay. Be Albert Dukes. Not my fake the name that I use. Mrs. Pamela Anderson or Mr. <laughs> Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Pamela Anderson Dukes. Hmm. <laughs> Say that a few times, Pamela Anderson. You just called her Pamela. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, if I get married and when divorced, I probably get some sort of uh, severance of some sort, like right, like an alimony. I don't know about that. You have a full time job. <laughs> you would be looked as a gold digger. <laughs> I think. Now I ain't saying I'm a gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure that one works. Oh, okay. Well, unfortunately, Jerry, I guess, I guess it works different for men. <laughs> I guess the world is run different for men. Yeah, in some cases, yes. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. We'll All be right. back here tomorrow. It's a uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. This will be after Nick's Heat Game 2. You know Jerry and I are going to break down the dribble-dribble. <laughs> <laughs> Will you watch any of this tonight? I probably won't see any of it. Yeah, I didn't think to so. be honest with you. Does this start at 8 o'clock? Uh, no, I believe it's a 7.30 7.30? Start. 7.30 start. All right, Jerry, we'll see you tomorrow on a Wednesday. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets have acquired Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It's 5.02. It's not going to suck for some of us. For others, well, it might. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? And across from me, his name is Al. Akira Dukes. Jesper Dukes. Who's Jesper? He had the uh, the empty netter last night, Jesper Brat. You name him after an empty netter? Be, I'll doesn't... tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because the celebration oh, okay. was on mm. after the empty net goal. The Rangers pulled, uh, interestingly enough, too, they pulled uh, Shesterkin with, I guess, four, I forget exactly how much time, maybe around four minutes, something like that. Then they score the empty netter, and they, like, wave the white flag. I'm like, all right, go back in there. And that was it. Game was over. Mm. And so you, the Devils move on. What if you pulled the goalie immediately and just like all you could had do a that. power play right away? Yeah, you could do that. And then you give up an empty net goal in 10 seconds and you're down one nothing. Probably <laughs> white teams don't do it. That was probably tried once. I don't think it's ever been tried. You, you got to try everything. <laughs> we're, we're a team started six on five. Yeah. yeah like I'm we not laughed so sure. at the Tampa Rays for using a, sh- a starter or whatever well, the heck they called it. Why don't you become a youth hockey coach and yeah. why don't you start the trend? Okay. I could try that. That would be hilarious. Jerry, why do the Rangers not even score goals? On the um, games they lose, they don't score goals. No, and they were shut out last night because Schmidt was tremendous. He made, I would say, so it's funny, we were at Cornhole. Everybody had the game on their phone. Plus, we had the game on, the, we were listening on the radio, blaring over the speaker. And people were, like, trying to either win quick or lose quick to get the hell out of there. Um and so, watch. I saw the most of the second period and all of the third period. The first period I didn't get to see live; just listen to it. But I will tell you, in the third period, 
Schmid made two saves that kept them scoreless. And the Devils killed off three power plays in the first period. And then on the Rangers' fourth power play in the second, their fourth fourth of the night, the Devils score shorthanded. And it felt like, I'm not saying this was the, the game, but it felt like, wow. Like, they just killed off four power plays. And on the fourth one, they scored. It felt like that was, I don't know, it felt like all the wind was out of the Rangers' sail. So he had two shutouts in this series against the Rangers. Well, think of this. A rookie. Yeah, both in New Jersey. And if you think about it, the Rangers scored five goals in both game one and game two in Jersey and zero in games five and seven in New Jersey. Let me take a look at this, Jerry. So, yes, they scored uh, one goal in New Jersey. It's the Devils. I'm yes. Uh, one goal in New Jersey in game two. They were yeah. outscored 10-2. to two. Yeah, 5-1, five, 5-1. Well, five, we recall that. We yeah. recall coming in here going, oh, my gosh, the Devils are getting outscored 10-2. to two. And then think how close the Rangers were to going up three games to none in overtime. Like, they were one goal away from really winning the series. Then the Rangers get one goal in game three, one goal in game four, zero goals in game five. Jerry, yeah. that's uh, three games, two goals. Correct, yeah. Then they had a nice game six where they scored five goals and then zero again. Right. Well, you came, remember Friday, Friday morning, you said to me, so how many goals have the Rangers scored the last yeah. three games? Two. Two. Right. And Anders. you were all you were all baffled by that. Yeah, I was baffled. It's amazing to think that when he made the move, when Lindy Ruff made the move to Akira Schmidt, I was texting Boomer in disbelief. I'm like, the season's on the line. They're down 0-2 and you're turning to a kid? At the Garden? A child, Jerry. Just and a he, small child. And it turned out to be the best move he could have made. So now the Devils uh, play the Carolina Hurricanes. Starts tomorrow. So walk me through this, Jerry. They play the Hurricanes. Let's say they win that series. Then what yeah. happens? Then you've got to play the winner of uh, Toronto and Florida in the conference finals. And then if you win that, you're in the Stanley Cup finals oh, okay. against the Western Conference. All right. right. So they got this series. If they, if they win this, then they have one more series Correct. to win. Then to get, get to, to the, the Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup Finals. Okay. And then we should be done by October. And then we have a parade down uh, in Newark. In Newark, they'll do something. Downtown Newark. Ticker yeah, tape. No. That's what I would do. Well, I don't know if we'll be a ticker tape, but they'll do something. I don't even know if we still have ticker tape. Mm, I'm sure they still make ticker tape. I thought it was like a Wall Street thing, right? I guess. Tickers. And then you throw the tape at the people. Yep, you throw the tape. I told you I was in one of those with the Giants. Ticker tape parade? I was. I was on a float or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, there wagon, was a float. Basically. No, you were on a float. Yeah, there was no, nothing floating. floating on it, though. You were floating right down. there was down. no float. We were on a wagon. Were there flowers on it? No. Okay, then you're right. That was not a float. <laughs> we were on a sterile wagon hitched to a Ford. <laughs> if you were on a sterile wagon hitched to a Ford, Jerry, that is not a float. You are That's correct. That's what it was. I will tell you, though, with, with Boston out, the, beating Carolina is going to be no easy test, but the, it's wide open. So the Devils got a good shot here. The NHL is wide open right now, Jerry. Anything can happen. You just got to get in the tournament. It's and that's what the Devils did. So funny how, again, I know this is another conversation for another time, but the way we think about baseball, and I understandably so, especially when everything's over, and that's what we've got all summer until football begins. I cannot tell. Last night I had 120 guys come through. I'm telling you, almost every single one of them was locked into this game tonight. Like, guys that played early were running out of the gym to either get home or get to the bar for the start of this game. And the guys that played at 8 couldn't wait to get the hell out of there and were, and were like, locked in on their phones. Yeah, I'm with you, Jerry. Uh, you've convinced me. You know, we talked about it here. We talked about it on the podcast. This uh, idea that people don't care about hockey or don't. It's, Not true. It's just bizarre. Not true. It's just weird how we've. I don't know how we've decided that. I don't either. Like, we, when you do the math on baseball, basketball, and hockey, they're they're not that they they're, they're not, not far that far apart. off. They're right. just not. I agree. I've not I've not been one that's been in favor of that whole yeah. thing. It was funny when it started, but so here's what I'm going to do, Jerry. I'm going to continue to put the Devils games on my show sheet. Now that's progress. That's what I'm talking about. That Jerry. is progress. I like it. Yep. I like it. I like you getting the Chico Russian here this morning. Uh no. <laughs> he <laughs> might get he might get in a boomer headlock <laughs> or get thrown through the wall. Yeah. Or get <laughs> <down>. <laughs> I will tell you, yeah. one of the biggest themes last night, or questions, better I should say, one of the biggest questions I got last night was from probably five or six guys. Oh, is this right? No joke. Is Eddie going to be okay tomorrow? I'm like, Eddie, why is Eddie not going to be okay? Is Boomer going to hurt him? <laughs> Thinking that he might chuck gonna, him right into those boards. Just smash him with all the sound. Yeah. 
I said, it, it'll be fine. I said, uh, talk to us at 10 o'clock. I don't know, but it'll be fine for much of the morning. Yeah, the fact that it wasn't even like a contest, Jerry, is 4 but it, No, but that's not true. It was. I mean, it, it was, was. It was, yeah, it was 2 nothing in the third period. All right. And the Rangers, the Devils did a really good job in the third period. They kept clearing the puck, and it was at one point, I'm like, I'll just play the game. But then they got some odd man rushes because the Rangers were pinching and pinching and taking a lot of chances. And ultimately, the the Devils missed on a two on one, two on one, and then scored on the two on one. That was the hollow goal, which made it three nothing. At that point, you felt pretty good. But at two nothing, the Rangers were aggressive. Everything was in the Devils' zone, and the game was not decided yet. Now this game was in uh, Newark, yeah. It was. Did people climb poles afterwards? I did not get any reports of people climbing poles. Either. I did not see that. I got to look for that. Because if not, are you really celebrating the win? Uh, that arena was celebrating. That was. arena was, yeah. That must have been wild, like leaving the arena, right? Packed, uh, all these people just piling out into the streets of Newark to get to their cars. Yeah. I would have went right up a pole and sat there. You could have done and that. Just been and like, just watched. Yeah, and, yeah. And, done, and done Chico. Yeah. Done uh, the Chico, woo from the top of a light pole. How I would get down probably would need the fire department. <laughs> I will tell you, Matt Lachlan's best call was the first one. Oh, is that right? He, yeah, not. I thought, I really thought with the two-on-one with Holla, well, good call. Holla. I thought he would have gone crazy. Yeah. And then with the brat empty netter, I thought, because that punctuated it. At that point, that was the four-goal lead I told you about. At that point, the game's over. But he was... Did he? He was uh, great, but did, not. Did you get to hear yet his final? Just I did. the game's over. Yeah, yeah. The Devils move on. I did. Uh, Again, solid. Yeah, but he didn't go overboard. Okay. Well, At the end hopefully. of the day, it's just a first round win. Yeah, but it is the Rangers, I, and no, dude, we have a battle here. No question about it. What's more of a rivalry, Rangers Devils or Rangers Islanders? So I, that's interesting. When I was a kid, I would have said Rangers Islanders. Yes. Now I would say Rangers Devils, though, because the Islanders have been really good for a while now. It's it's they're probably one and one A. Yeah, I mean you still have Pot Van sucks at every Rangers game, and even you give the Ranger fan credit, even at a couple of these Devils playoff games, <laughs> they got it going. So we had Jerry. We started here with five local playoff teams. Yes, we're down to two. The Nets dropped out first quickly. The Islanders dropped out second. Yeah. And the Rangers dropped out third. Yeah. And now we have two, Jerry. We have two. The New Jersey Devils and the New York Knicks. That's what we got. And now, the Knicks have problems. We got a Knicks game two tonight. Yes. Uh, that is at the Garden also. I don't even trust my own show. Are you sheet. asking me? Yeah, because yes, I don't even trust garden. my own show. Sheet, games Jerry. one and two at the Garden. I've made mistakes. I, I understand. You know what I'm saying? We all do. A lot of them. So looking at this situation here with the uh, Knicks... I now see Jalen Brunson's questionable, Jerry. He's playing. Sore. He's fine. Right ankle. He's fine. And Julius Randle questionable. Yeah, I'm, he's an what interesting one. I, you know, I could, I could see them holding him out to give him just a couple more days. I, you know, it's funny. I don't even have it on me. Game three in Miami would be what Friday? Let me uh, let me Google that. Sound that, Jerry? right, Nick's schedule. I believe it is. Friday, but I'm gonna double check that because I don't like to get things because wrong. Because if here, Jerry. you hold now Saturday, Saturday, yeah. Yep. They have three days off? That's right. That can't be right. Knicks Heat 3.30 Saturday, May 6th. Oh, and then one's game wow. four next month? Uh, Monday. So it goes right. uh, Tuesday, then en- enjoy Wednesday, wow. Thursday, Friday off. That's a four-day weekend. And then you play Saturday, then you're off Sunday. Back at it Monday, Jerry. So this is where you get your rest so, after right. tonight's game. So here's the case. You can make this case two different ways. Number one, if Randall feels close to 100%, get him back in there because he's going to have three days to recover. Or you say, we're home. We played really well for 36 minutes on Sunday. Let's go get this without him, if you can, and give him, I mean, that would be another four days. That'd be a nice rest. And then rest. maybe you have him at 100% for the rest of the series. I don't know. It's hmm. an intri- And then, by the way, you, you can't can, go down 2 nothing, Jerry. Which, but, but you've also got to hobble Jimmy Butler. You know, I don't know what he's going to give you tonight. What's his injury? Ankle. He t- he turned the ankle on in the fourth quarter on Sunday. What do we teach, Jerry, if you and I were coaches? Work the ankle. Exactly. <laughs> Work the ankle. Accidentally step on an ankle. Whoops. See, now, if you're the Heat, you yeah. might sit him tonight, having what? taken game one. 
and see if you can go steal one. I would, if I was one of the Nick players and I was, you know, sometimes uh, uh, there's a scruff and you go to the floor. You know, someone falls down yeah. uh, grab the ankle, twist it. Well, like, yeah. Like Van, of- Van Gundy back in the day <laughs> working, uh, was, was that Alonzo Morning? Who was yeah, that? He was I think, uh, working yeah, the leg. Working his leg. But here's the thing. So many ankle injuries in this game. Any team can work the ankle. You know what I mean, Jerry? Any team can do it. We got a lot of ankle issues. Got a lot of ankles. I thought those high-top sneakers were supposed to prevent ankle issues. They don't. I don't really think they wear high-tops anymore. What? I really don't. Like the old, I, I I don't know. Know what I would do, Jerry? I feel like they wear the three-quarters now. I'd go old school, wear those Chuck Taylors. <laughs> the Converse? Yeah, the Converse <laughs> denim-type Chuck Taylors. You Taylor. would break both ankles in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, how were these guys not breaking ankles back then? I don't I have no idea. Well, you know we have more ankle injuries now, and they've got high-tech sneakers. Maybe. You know what? They probably had them back then, but they needed to make money, so they just kept playing. Just get out there. If you want to get paid, you better play. (laughs) Strap on. Even like when you look at like the Larry Bird sneakers, what what was he wearing? You talking about the the Converse All-Stars? Those were, I mean. I had those. Yeah, but I'm saying compared to what guys have now. Well, what about the the first Jordans? Cool looking, but not nearly as comfortable as what they make today. Oh, no, very stiff. Yes. I remember when I used to get sneakers, how stiff they were when you first got them. Like, yeah. You had, to, you had to break them in. Yeah, to break in sneakers. It's like buying a new baseball glove. Right. Everything had to be you break in your, your sneakers, break in your glove, break in your jeans. Like everything had a break in period. So how did we figure out how to soften the leather? I don't know. Over the years for the sneaker. I don't know. I'm sure we put chemicals in it. We're different animals. Just laced it with chemicals or we, we really just softened up our cows. You know what they have at uh, Monkey Sports and Woodbridge? They have a glove steamer. So if you buy a new glove mm-hmm. and, you know, rock hard. Yes. They put it in the in the steamer chamber and it softens it up. Like right away? Uh, you can you have gotta, it done. You have to do multiple steamer. I don't know. I've never done it. I've seen the steamer machine. Yeah. But anytime I've bought the boys gloves, I actually, we pick the one we want. And then I, I literally sift through them looking for one that's broken in. It's worked out every time. Yeah. So I've never had to do that, but it looks cool. That's why it's so hard to get a new glove because you, you, you have your trusty companion, Jerry. It's become a part of your body. For sure. It's an extension of your hand. Yeah. That's why you need a mallet and you just bang the crap out of it. Which is weird. Like in you know, uh, like even Max Scherzer. I know he's a pitcher and he's not he's not fielding a lot yeah. of balls. But that, that last game when they threw him out and... They were like, first they made them switch gloves. Yeah. I'd be all thrown off. Like, that's my glove. They've done it too. You've seen uh, with pitchers where uh, like they have the uh, the leather ties mm-hmm. hanging down, and they're like, you need a new glove. And they just go out and get another glove. Meantime, they've been comfortable, and they're happy with their glove. You think the Mets have a steamer down in the... Uh... Yeah, they got something. You think so? They probably have a glove specialist. <laughs> that's probably a job. <laughs> Where's the glove specialist? Yeah, you know you know it's probably a job. Or do you just take could you just take your glove into the steam room at the gym and all have the same thing? I suppose you could. Right? I the guy I used to work with, Dallin Cuff, when I used to do Columbia games, he would when we would get to the hotel the night before a game, he would take his suit shirt out, which was all rolled up and wrinkled, and then yeah. he would turn the shower on in the hotel all the way to hot, shut the door and just steam the crap out of the shirt. Yeah. It, to a certain extent, it kind of worked. I, I like that idea, except it seems very wasteful of water. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But I always wonder this. Why? The water's going right back into the yeah, system. Right. It's getting recycled. We always talk about that. Yeah, it's good. that's a good point. It's not like we're taking the water and then just, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I'm with you on this. I don't know. Why is that wasting water? <laughs> I have no idea. You're right. Like, I, like if I'm out there uh, water, you know, washing out my car... Well, you know, washing your car, that's probably wasting water. Well, it goes right back into the sewer system. Runs right down the driveway, right back into the sewer. Yeah, I feel like it gets absorbed in different, different places. It might. It might. Like, not as much reaches it. <laughs> Once again, Alan, Jerry sounds stupid. Well, I don't know what goes on in our sewer system. There's all raccoons down raccoons. there I was in just New Jersey. <laughs> Quick break, 518. We are just getting started. It is a Devil's Celebratory Tuesday. For the Rangers, mm, not so much. Boomer will be in at six with Geo on the fan. Wow, you're taking me back to 1988. How about you? 
Well, I do this because this is Aerosmith, Jerry, and we yeah. have Aerosmith tickets during Boomer and Geo 7 o'clock hour. Do we really? The rest of the week. Where are they playing? It's their final tour. Uh, how, okay. I'm sure they'll play next summer, too. <laughs> and they're touring with the Black Crows. Are they really? Yeah. Now, where is this? I think this one is at, uh, I think it's at UBS Arena. Okay. I believe. That is very cool. Yeah. But this is an arena yeah. show. UB- oh, so we have tickets for... They play at UBS and uh, they at the Rock maybe. No, they're they're at the Garden also. Okay, UBS MSG. All right, very cool. Yeah, that That's would be interesting. Cool. That's How cool old Steven Tyler's got to be seventy five. Yeah, isn't oh, he? he's old. I remember years ago he started to look like a grandmother. I, <laughs> this is what happens, Jerry. This is why we need testosterone shots. Um, because we all start to look like women. Remember when I get older? Remember when I had a fast last week? Yeah. I got my blood work back. Yeah, how'd that go? Very well, mm-hmm. except for that testosterone. Yeah, well, it I basically asked the guy, "Am I morphing into a woman?" Yeah, <laughs> he said the doctor's like, "No." He goes, "You're fine." He goes, "Just levels are really low." Yeah, just <laughs> sleep. Everything is sleep. Yes, he did tell you know, me like, that. You see claims of CBD oil and how mm-hmm. it cures everything. Oh, you have that? I take CBD for that. Really, the the answer for everything is go to sleep. Yes. Seven to eight hours of sleep yeah. is the biggest thing. And I'm like, last night was three. Three. Not right. great. This is what I mean, Jerry. I had to watch the end of the, I had to see the third period. You did. I couldn't turn it off. And I, I did take a 90 minute nap during the day, knowing I was staying up until 11 o'clock watching this. And then I'm watching Erica Wachter and I'm watching all the post game coverage because like, I couldn't turn it off. You watch post game coverage I of did. Rangers Devils? Yes, I did. You see that? That, that shot there? Boom. Yeah. Who, that who was pretty well. That, that was, hit. That was uh, Truba on Meyer, and Meyer gets basically hit in the face by yeah. an elbow. Well, like a shoulder. He goes, I don't know if he got stitches or not, but he goes off the ice, and he comes back into the game. That looked like a concussion type of shot. Yeah, but he came back out. Like and a- it's funny, my, you know, my son Matthew was pissed when he saw it. He's like, someone going to go after him? I'm like, hey, I know what you're saying. I said, right now, the last thing you want to do, though, is get a five-minute major or some sort of stupid penalty and put them back on the power play. You're in control of the game. Relax. Just win the game. Like, that hit that Truba laid on him looked like the type of hit in the NFL. That that guy's out uh, in concussion sure. protocol. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy just got up and... Well, they, they took him off slowly. They got him off the ice, and he was back yeah. on the bench at the end. And I will give Ken Danico a lot of credit. He's like, clean hit. Like, there's nothing wrong. It was an open ice hit. There's nothing wrong with that. So well, was, maybe that's why there was no trouble afterwards. There was no trouble. None whatsoever. No trouble for Truba. Correct. <laughs> now, had there been another game, I could see trouble. Oh, but oh, that's it. Yeah. No more games. I actually thought we were going to get a little bit of trouble yesterday in Mets Braves uh, in game two. Yeah, I didn't Ronald see a lot Acuna of this. Got, yes. got hit immediately. Yeah. And in the first game, he hit a, he hit a home run into the third deck. I saw it was all over Twitter. I did see that. They had so many home runs in that first game. Mm-hmm. 9-8 uh, Mets lost, right? Yep. 9-8 Correct. to the Braves. There, were, there seemed to be so many home runs hit. And I was just remembering back to a time when no home runs would get hit at City Field. Right. Well, that's when they moved the fences <laughs> in. <laughs> but I don't know how far the fences were. That shot to the third deck was going out no matter where these well, fences you always get. Remember the, remember the Giancarlo Stanton one when he was at the Marlins? In the upper deck, it looked like it was hit to Manhattan. Yeah. There are monster shots from time to time, but there were a lot that would die on the warning track. Yes. I remember David Wright couldn't reach the fence in his own field. Right. Right. That was like, we better move these fences in. I think they moved them twice. I'm pretty sure they've done it twice. I believe you're correct. Mm -hmm. They moved them in twice. Now, the Mets, as we know, Jerry, 99% of the time when there is a doubleheader, it is a split doubleheader. It's 50% of the time. That's what happened yesterday. Yesterday was a split. That is true. I was upset, though, because the Mets did play a nine eight game for game one. Yeah. I do love a I love a high scoring yes. baseball game where you feel like I, you're always in it. There's a happy balance for me. Yeah, nine eight I'm fine with. I don't want to see fifteen twelve. Not right. You don't want to get double digits. I don't be stupid. Just under double digits. But nine eight fun game. Fun game. Yep. Uh, then we we have word now of when we'll see Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. That's correct. Uh, both in Detroit. Yeah. So supposedly there's not great weather in Detroit today. But so this spring sucks. It does suck. I'm S- telling you. So Buck Showalter's throwing uh, Joey Lucchese out there. Who's been really good. Okay, good. And then tomorrow will be uh, Scherzer. Scherzer. Correct. Thursday will be Justin Verlander. Correct. 
making his Met debut, Jerry gets his old team. That's correct. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you know, how about your Joey Lucchese? Yeah. That don't impress me. So he's pitched well. Yes. Every story that comes out is this. Weather's not going to be great in, in Detroit Tuesday. They might not play, so we'll start Lucchese. <laughs> Let's we want to make sure that, right, no, but if the game gets rained out, you're moving back. Right. We're going to Scherzer and Verlander on Wednesday and Thursday regardless. That is I, funny. I think we get a Mets win. Here's what I think. It's the Tigers. They should win all three. Oh, they're terrible? Yes. Okay. I definitely We're definitely getting a Max Scherzer dominant comeback, and we're going to get a nice Justin Verlander. Nice start for the Mets. I could see that. My question, though, would be how many pitches do they give them? Like, are they going to... For both of them, or are you saying for By the way, Detroit's not... They're not good. 10 and 17. You thought they were worse. I thought they were more in line with, like, the Royals, who were 7 and 22. Oh. But 10 and 17, not good. How many pitches do you think they give Verlander? Does he say, hey, I'm good, I'm rehab, let's go? It wasn't that big a deal to begin with, give me my 100 pitches, or do they cap him at 70? No, you, I, there's no chance you're getting 100 pitches. I agree. No, you're right, 70. Or I would take him out, Jerry, at 69. That'd be hilarious if a manager at 69 <laughs> on the board. Time out! <laughs> Got to get him out! And the announcers have to be, oh, Gary Cohen has to be, oh, we've reached uh, 69 pitches, you know what I'm saying, Keith? <laughs> Waka waka. <laughs> Where's Elaine? <laughs> so stupid. Did you see Daniel Vogelbach's new hairdo? I didn't. I saw it on the show sheet. Yeah, I, uh, he 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 braided his hair. Okay. In a very intricate braid at the top, and he uh, had a pretty nice uh, double header, Jerry. He's a big fella. <laughs> so are you crediting the braid? Yes, that's correct. It tightened loved, up his scalp. I loved he hit one to the gap, the the gap in right center yesterday, and I could even tell the Braves center fielder wasn't in all that much of a hurry to get it because <laughs> he knew it was a double, and it, there was no way it was going to be a triple. It's Vogelback. Yeah, you. They're conscious of that, right? I would think so. Sure. Yeah, you know who's hitting and what they got scouting reports. But do you remember? Like, I think okay. So I'm playing center field for the Braves. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready. I'm in my crouch. Check carry. your card. Okay, and I know Vogel backs up, and okay. I know he's a heavy gal, uh, fella, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I would tell him to mix in a salad, but I don't want to be yelled at like <laughs> Steve Stone, the White Sox broadcaster. Right. But the minute the ball's hit and you're running into the gap, in your head, do you, do you remember it's Vogel back and I got time, or do you panic and try to get? The I don't ball think these. His... I don't think these guys. These guys panic. So you think he remembers as he's as the ball's past them and he's. Trotting to the wall like, ah, oh, it's Vogelback. I think it's possible. I just got to get the ball in. Yeah, and just make sure he hits your cut. Three. He's not going for a triple. Yeah. He's not going for a triple. But when you turn around, you take a quick glance just to make sure. Yeah, <laughs> that he's not motoring. Yeah. But I would say it's probably a thought in their head, yes. Okay. I would say so. Yeah. So they have cards that they have in their back pocket. I believe most teams do, yeah. And it tells them, uh, like, tendencies of where they're going to hit mm-hmm. the ball, how fast they are. Yeah, I would think there's a lot of information on that card. I'd love to see one of those cards. How can we don't get to see those cards? Uh, you shouldn't see them. They're for the team. Right, but I could br- I'll could. tell you what I could do. someone tweets out? Like, I'd love, like, the center fielder for the Braves. Tweet it out. Let's see what's well, going on. Well, they're too on. busy tweeting at Sal still, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you're on their radar. Where's Harold from the Mets? <laughs> and Harold isn't there. By I the know way. that. I'm joking. Um, so you're saying what? You have cards that you were going to bring in? No, I, uh, no. I, I could bring you, but it's not quite the same thing. I could bring you like plays, yeah. like a play sheet for hit and roll. Like when you're on offense, they have different uh, plays that are called out. And the kids have them on their wrists. Yeah. Their wristbands. Yeah, I, I show like, you that. I do like to see every once in a while you see an outfielder pull that. Yeah. They're chewing a big wad of gum. And, or the sunflower seeds. Or sunflower seeds, and they pull out that, that card. That seems gross. They put the sunflower seeds in their back pocket, yeah. and they're eating them out of the... It's got to be all sorts know, of lint. Baseball is gross. Baseball is gross. Think how many times, uh, using Mike Pelfrey as an extreme example, the licking of the fingers, the ball. Yeah. The, Think all the dirt and the crap that's on that ball. Yeah, and all the, like, the stuff they use to treat the field. Yeah, that's true, too. It's the disgusting. conditioner, the rosin bag. Everyone's spitting on the field. A lot of, a lot of uh, tobacco spit even still, even yeah. though we don't see it as much. A lot of guys still do it. They sneak the tobacco, you're that, saying. I'm not even saying they sneak it as much as I don't know that they show it. Oh, I see. I, I You know, what a lot if, of guys still do it, though. What if we did this? Um. Not only are they checking pitchers' hands every inning, guys' mouths. 
Come here, open up. <laughs> Is that tobacco? <laughs> Is that the wacky tobacco? Oh my god, you get some crazies too. Might spit right in their face. Yep. Ugh, <laughs> nasty. Ding. All right, how about we do this? All right. When we come back, okay. We have got to get to this Yankee game. Yes, for sure. Because this was a mess. What looked like on cruise control to a win, yeah. basically hit a pothole, a major pothole last yeah. night at Yankee Stadium. And the Yankees lost for the seventh time in nine games. And, oh, by the way, their star did indeed land on the injured list. Uh-oh. So on the other side, we'll talk some Yankee baseball. If you're just waking up and you're not familiar with it, the Devils beat the Rangers last night in game seven for nothing. Coming back on The Fan. All right, we got to start this segment by saying something I don't think I have said in a decade. I'm sure it's probably happened at some point, first day of a season. Hey, Al, let's talk about the last place Yankees. What? The Yankees right now are, yeah, they're eight and a half games behind Tampa. They are one full game behind the Red Sox. They are four, I'm sorry, three and a half games behind the Blue Jays, and they are five full games behind the second-place Orioles. You're your last-place Yankees. The Orioles? I thought yeah, they the Orioles suck. Are, no, 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 no. The Orioles are young and up-and-coming. They played well last year, and they're out to a 19-9 and start this year. Damn. How about well, the that? The Yankees found themselves in the wrong division. <laughs> that division right? that they've dominated for yeah. decades. Right now, I would sit here and tell you, what I'm watching and seeing, be hard-pressed to tell you that they have a chance to make the playoffs. Now, it's May 2nd. They can go on a nine-game winning streak and all be forgotten. But what I'm watching night in, night out... Now, I didn't see this game live last night because I did watch the Rangers-Devils. But I did watch the ninth inning this morning, the full ninth inning. Oof. Well, it's funny. Even if you went to the MLB highlight package, yeah, they show the uh, two runs the Yankees got in the third inning. Then it went right to the ninth. Okay, so it didn't show you Domingo Herman just blowing away. I shouldn't say it, blowing away, just handling them with ease. It gave you the idea. Okay. They've been very – it's interesting how the MLB has been doing their highlight packages. It's really cool. They do sum it up if you listen closely. Okay. When they're doing the highlights, they'll be like – they'll show the Yankees score their two runs. Then they move to like the – Eighth inning, and they're like, Domingo Herman humming along here with uh, just giving up two hits. So yeah. they give you the update if you listen properly. Yeah. Then they go to that, uh, what was it, the ninth inning? Yeah. Yeah, ninth inning. So, and he st- so just if anyone wasn't watching, he gives up a one-out single in the first inning. That was it. He'd walk a guy somewhere in the middle, but he then doesn't give up his second base hit until there's one out in the ninth. And that's when they take him out. And why did and they they're up two nothing? Why did they take him out? He was at eighty eight pitches. I guess you're. I I don't. I you know what? I'd have to listen to Aaron Boone. I didn't have a chance yet to get to it, so I can't give you a great answer. But I do know. You know, he's not maybe all the way bad. Not a hundred percent. You're probably not going to go one hundred and ten pitches with him. I know they had uh, Michael King warming up for a couple of innings. Never got to him because Herman kept getting outs. So they bring in Clay Holmes. And the first battery faces, he gets a not a ground ball, but like a like a chopper hit to him to his right, and he kind of bobbles or drops. And you know, it was Ahmed Rosario who yes. legged it out, and so he makes the error, and all of a sudden the Indians are um, the Guardians are in business, and boy, what a mess! I mean, the fans were booing yeah. Aaron Boone when he went out there. Yeah, under because, and I get it; like he is just humming along. So is this a game, Jerry, where you would say the bl- the loss is on the manager? It's never. No, it's never what? on the manager because you are paying these guys a oh. lot. Like if, so for instance, Clay Holmes, the first batter, literally taps the ball back to him. Not great contact. He didn't gap one into right center field. He didn't get lit up. He tapped it back to him. He bobbled the ball. That should be two outs and a runner on second base. Like, it's not. But instead, he uh, he missed the backhand, picks it up quickly. I actually thought it should have been ruled a hit, oh, by the way, but they ruled it an error for Rosario. And the other problem, too, is you got then the throwing error puts the, the runner at second and third with the base hit. 
And then you bring in Wandy Peralta, who's 2-0 on the first guy. You know, it's like you're you're pitching from behind. It, uh, just And the first walk, because, like, if you just look at it, you're like, oh, my God, he walked the guy. Well, he kind of pitched around him because the base open and whatever. I, terrible. And then you give, I forget who it was, Mike Zanino that walked. Dude, he fouled off, like, four 3-2 pitches. And then Peralta misses. Al, it's a really good pitch. It's literally down and in by like an inch. And he holds up and doesn't swing. And that's the go-ahead run. So, yeah, they walked in the go-ahead run. Yes. Yeah. After he fouled off, I think it was four, three, two pitches. And, it, you know, and he this, won the battle. This is a game, I bet you. So Yankees are up 2 nothing in the ninth. Domingo, Herman, humming along. They pull him out. I bet a ton of people walked out of there. They were like, okay, let me get a jump on traffic. Thinking it was over yeah, two either. Nothing. Two nothing. Uh, I uh, I saw Domingo Herman is coming out. I'm not watching a complete game. All right. I'll head to the car. Put it on the radio. By the Little time you John got to the Susan. car, they were down 3-2. Right. Killer. I think a lot of people walked out of there at that time. I think it's also interesting watching Boone, you know, his, his legs up on the, as he's watching this unfold. It's amazing how fast it unravels and how quickly. Like, they scored three runs in the ninth inning. It felt like a blink. Like, you just went from a nice, tidy 2 nothing win to what the hell just happened? Right. When you go down those steps to the locker room, that's got to be a weird walk. Like, what? I would think so, yes. Like, we, we just a slow lost dribbler. that game? Yeah. Now, the one hit, listen, the the, the one-out base hit that Herman gave up was a line drive to center all good, and the base hit to right, Clean. I I know there was the diving attempt, but that was a clean base hit. Other than that, you had the dribbler, a walk, and I mean, I don't know. That's a, that is a tough one. That is really difficult. So and that's why I would have a problem saying it's on Boone. I'm not saying Boone hasn't been an issue. That's neither here nor there. We're talking about this specific situation. Man, Holmes goes out there and gets a tapper back to him. No Weak contact. As they, they, as they say, Jerry, that's baseball, right? That's baseball, Susan. You get a little dribbler. Yeah. You get a guy on. A walk here, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, leads over. Yeah, and now they've lost seven of nine. Damn. And Aaron Judge does go to the injured list. So he's uh with, the, what is that, a hip uh, strain injury? It's a hip injury, yeah. Hip strain, retroactive to Friday, 10-day DL. So you look at this. You got Stanton's out, Judge is out. I mean, forget about Donald. I mean, but Donaldson's out. You look at this lineup, like, you almost feel fortunate they scored a couple of runs last night. And it, it was up to uh, Aaron Hicks again last night, I, the I last know, out. I know. I know. I know. Swing and a miss. I I, yo, you feel bad for the guy. I actually do feel I like him. When he, and I know it's been a, a while since he was on a nice little hot streak. But when, he was good before the he injury. Was, he had such a nice, smooth home run swing. I know. I know. I don't know what happened. So he got injured, and uh, this has been lingering. Yeah, he's, and he's never he really stinks. gotten all the way back. Listen to some of these bad. This is the Yankees. These are the batting averages in the lineup last night for the Yankees. 156. That's what Aaron Hicks is batting. Now, I know he, he it's been a struggle for him, which we know. He comes in. All right. He, he didn't start the game, but whatever. He's batting 156. Um, Peraza, 188. Kiner Falefa, 189. Cabrera, 193. I mean, this is brutal. Volpe's actually played better, 219. Like there's no one in the starting lineup batting 300, not one guy. The highest average in the starting lineup last night was Anthony Rizzo batting 274. That's rough. That is not good, Jerry. No, that's not going to get it. That's not going to get it done. Now the good news is Garrett Cole is pitching today, and he's been the one consistent Yankee. Is he going to be any better than Herman last night? <laughs> like I know where you're Jerry, going with that. We can't let him give up more than two hits. <laughs> Herman only gave up two hits. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And only one walk. Like, think about that. That's a good point. Do you know? So, Domingo Herman threw 88 pitches. Do you know how many were strikes? Mm, 65. Yes. Wow. You nailed that. Wait a second. 65 out of his 88 pitches went for strikes. You can't be bad. I think it was 24 out of 25 batters he he retired. And all they do is put up two lousy runs. Good point, Jerry. Thank you. They're uh, facing Tanner Bibby. Okay, I don't. I don't even oh, know. Okay. I haven't even seen the starting pitcher. Sure, this today. dude's last name is B I B E E, Bibby, right? I guess I, I'm Bibby. not familiar with him. I don't know. All right, 
I don't know. I'm familiar with Garrett Cole. He's I have heard. Of, I have heard of Garrett Cole. Right okay, now, leader good. in the clubhouse for Cy Young Award in the American League. Him and Sonny Gray. <laughs> <laughs> the old Yankee, Jerry? Yeah, and that's something. He's been great. Absolutely. Oh, so funny. Hmm. So, yeah, so there's your baseball story. Not good if you're a Yankee fan. You've got to be fuming, as Absolutely. they say. Because Cleveland, that's the other thing about Cleveland. Like, the series not over. They've given you trouble. They've given you trouble. So, we'll see. you got hmm. another opportunity tonight to try and right the ship because right now – Things are not looking great for this team. Uh, Mets-Tigers, by the way, you get a 25-minute head start over the Yankees. That's a 640 game tonight. Oh, I like that start. Yeah. 640 with the pitch clock. That game's over by 9 o'clock. Very possible. 630, 730, 830. Yes, you're right. That could be over in two hours and 20 minutes. I wouldn't be shocked. Hmm. These games hmm, do, hmm, I hmm. mean, it is amazing how fast these games move. Good. No, I agree. I Basically, every game, I would say they're averaging out to about two and a half hours. Which and is what awesome. was it? Like, I would what did say they close, down? I, I think like twenty three. I was going to say closer to between two fifty and three. I would think is where they were, and yeah. they're probably at about two thirty now on average. I can't wait to see those Yankee Red Sox games. Not before hours yeah, anymore. Not that used hours. to be awful back in the day. Those two teams were littered with stars. The game's been so much, and you'd sit there like, "Oh my god, it's the sixth thing we've played three hours already." Right. You look at you're right. The seven o'clock start to be like eight thirty. You yeah. look at they'd be in the second inning. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Very, very a lot of offense and a lot of time in between pitches. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get you Boomer and Geo. Should be a wild Tuesday right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on the beard. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back, Devil. Shut out the Rangers last night. One game seven. You've got game two. Knicks heat tonight. Yankees lost. Lousy ninth inning. And the Mets split two with Atlanta. What else? Jerry, I was reading that Peter King. You Peter, know, King? The Peter King? The ethical treatment of animals, Peter King. He said that the Giants-Eagles is currently the quote-unquote leader in the clubhouse to be the Black Friday game on Amazon. On the, that Friday after We're doing a Black Friday game now? That's right. And which, so we, hold on. Yes. Time out. Yes. So we're doing three games on Thanksgiving. That's correct. Then we're coming back with another game on Friday, which Black is Friday usually game. a huge college football day. Right. And I guess there's some sort of rules where it has to be a day game because there's some sort of rules. The NFL can't play a night game on a Friday between certain days. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.